Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lock Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the most fascinating and the most helpful people in the business community from around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business, with today's focus on getting your written words to move people in the exact direction that you want. Yes, today with the precision of an OSHA inspector finding flaws in his brother-in-law's warehouse, (laughs) you are going to discover how to turn your daily key tapping into a masterful tool of business persuasion. And as a foretaste, how to make your pen the most sought after and feared, consider this. You, my scribbling friend, need to take a look at your writing attitude. Now, by that I mean, well, just listen to the attitude of this particular writer. When writing this book, I no more thought of style or literary excellence than the mother who runs out into the street and cries for help to save her children from a burning building thinks of the teachings of a rhetorician or an elocutionist. Now, the author's name, who's the woman who said that was Harriet Beecher Stowe, and the book she wrote was the fame novel Uncle Tom's Cabin, which did more to divulge the the horrors of slavery uh, than both showings of Roots, one of which is going on now. Stowe was an ardent abolitionist. Do you hear the urgency in her words? Do you hear that this woman had something she was trying to do? Well, business communications are always like this. They're always written in urgency because you, the writer, you have something you need done. So before you consider the format, my writing friend, but no, really, before you even consider the reader, consider that urgent thing that you need done and let that guide your fingers on pen or keyboard. So uh, there is a, an aperitif of today's Feast of Wisdom. And so whether you are a sports reporter jotting out stories to elucidate and impress local TV audiences like Mark or an internationally applauded creator of feminist art whose work must add the exact right words to her creations, like Tamara, please pull up your chair a little closer and allow the art of the CEO to help your career thrive and your ventures flourish. And in fulfilling my duties today as proper host, before you is enticingly laid a few utensils for today's feast. Now, As a first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And that's the most important position you really ever hold in your career. So please allow me to ask, will this be the day that you take a look at how you spend that is how you vote with your dollars? Do you see yourself as a patron that is, investing wisely in voting which products are worthy of you and which will fail? Or uh, 
do you view yourself like the media addresses you addresses you as a consumer like some mindless hog at trough? The choice is truly yours and will change how you act. And as the second and third utensil, today we're going to combine them into one prize-winning contest for you. This one's got your name on it, folks. Now, normally, we give you a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Scripts book, and then we follow that with a quotation from uh, business sages of past and present. Uh, But this week, we're going to combine and compare. Now, here are, we're going to give you two quotes. One of them uh, is from my wife's husband. Yes, that's me, your host, Bart Jackson. The other is from another of the Globe's grandest humorists, Mr. Mark Twain. And if you can tell correctly which of these two was spoken by, by Bart and which was spoken by Mark Twain, your knowledge can earn you a gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books bookstore. Just write the one uh, who said which, and send that decision to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. But let's, let's do something. I'm going to add an incentive here. Just to give you a little literary bonus, the first two people who write in with the correct answers, the first two ones we get, will receive $50 from the Art of the CEO radio show. Yes, cash goes to the first, and we will send that right out to the first two, and we'll announce your name on the air, uh, unless you're hiding in some sort of hole that you'd really not have people find you. So here are the two quotes. Um, And these were chosen, by the way, in honor of this week being the first quarter of when your estimated taxes are due. Okay, here are the two quotes. The only difference between piracy and taxation is the size of the army that collects it. That's one. The second one is, the only difference between a tax collector and a taxidermist is that the taxidermist leaves you the skin. <laughs> I love them both. I love them both. Uh, now, which one was created by this show's host, Bart Jackson, and which one came from the mind of Mr. Mark Twain? If you know that answer, send it right into info at bartsbooks.com and be sure to include your name, address, and email so that we can get you your $50 if you are one of the first two to answer. So go to it. And for those of you who are not um, scribbling away this instant, one more matter of business. Our last show's quotation, uh, given in honor Memorial Day, was uh, the quote were, uh, was the final words of the Gettysburg Address. And as many of you knew, the author was President Abraham Lincoln, one of the great men of all time. And if you've smirked a bit over any of these quips, uh, we have them literally by the books fills. Books full, excuse me. So visit bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy of a 101 Best Business Quips. And you may now go... Uh, and search out on uh, Amazon the, our newest uh, 102 Best Business Squibs books, a totally new one. Get get one, get both, and you will be the clever-tongued, green-eyed envy of your chain gang at work. So now, with utensils in hand, grab your pen and seize the power as we bring uh, some better results for the business writings that you do in your profession. Continuing on, another technique that you really have to all work at is, friend, enrich your vocabulary. You know, 
we think in words. Words are your precision tool. Uh, if, for instance, if you know the difference between enhance, empower, and enrich, you will be able to better motivate the people you work with. Think of those words, enhance, empower, enrich. They're different things, or meanings, or precision uh, of how you want to get people moving in a certain directions. And I got to tell you, you, if you are going to go off and bid for your next salary, you jolly well better know the difference between compensation and remuneration. Expand your salary. Read, find out the terms, and make yourself Let's put more arrows in your quiver. And please don't waste your precious mind condensing all this marvelous language uh, into texting format. It's, 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 you're, you're sort of just sorting through the pollen when there's a whole flower there to enjoy. Browse a dictionary. Anyway, my feeling. Uh, and another thing, that when you are writing business, just consider what you're doing. I know that's easy. Well, I'm writing. No, no, no. Think for a minute. What is the reason that you do business writing? Is it to say what you want? Is it to have people listen to you? Or is it to elicit an action? That's right, number three, to elicit an action. You want people to move in a direction. So first of all, it would it, you want to make very clear what it is. Secondly, you want to think of who is go, whom you are addressing and, and how they're going to do it. You're going to talk, think about what will motivate them and so forth. But don't forget what why you're writing. That's that's why you're doing this. You're not there to because it's Tuesday and they need a memo. Heaven. Uh, do away with such wastage. Uh, now, I know, uh, as another thought, that, that today, in, when business speaking and writing, uh, a very popular, quote, new trend is storytelling. What goes around comes around. You, you know, it, it's all, uh, it, this is very attractive because ever since uh, mankind sat before a fire and, uh, womankind, by the way, was preparing the dinner and making sure that this guy was well-fed. Uh, anyway, as long as humankind has sat and l listened before the fire, stories have been told, and they have began to... If your kids are at camp right now or going off, they, are probably, they will be entertained by ghost stories tonight. It holds you. It and this is good. Uh, you're, but remember, if you're going to tell a story. Your goal is to move, not to entertain. Go back to our goal thing now. So when you're, if you're going to tell stories, particularly in your writing, may I suggest you go with what I call the Abraham Lincoln style. That is a sort of business, the quick, entertaining, hard-hitting, moral type works best. So for instance, you're, you're looking at a candidate's resume, let's say. So take up the idea of uh, and put into the, the writing. Um, this is something I used once. It says, his resume looks like that fly that sits on the back of my mountain bicycle wheel and says, look at the great dust I raise. Uh, <laughs> it's The idea is you, you know instantly what we think of this fly sitting on the back of the wheel. We know it gives a strong image. It's a picture that's remembered. That's a good idea. But it's also brief. It's it's 19 words. So go for it. 
And and remember, brevity is indeed the soul of wit. And for those of us like me who have half a wit, it's uh, you might even want to use half the number of words. And if you have just pulled up your chair to join me and partake of a little of the wisdom that uh, uh, that comes with the right written word, you are listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the profoundly misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download to this and all our episodes by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. That's, let me that. It's blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. Do listen in and have yourself some fun and help your business move forward. And as we move forward, uh, another thing I think that we really need to consider is uh, is getting getting your is what do you say and when do you say it? Uh, the arm. I like the army style of speaking. They teach people to speak and write in a certain. You know, they, they have the army way for everything. But this one is good. They say when you're writing something down, tell them right up front what you want, and give your examples, and then tell them right at the end what you want. Basically, that's a good idea. But there's one exception because remember, this is the email age. You get thousands of missives all the time. So the one exception to this is you might want to launch in to try to hook the reader with a humorous or stunning example. Now, I uh, once wrote a piece trying to convince people to flatten their organizations. So let's, I mean, you may want to be doing this to the team or you may want to be writing this to the board. So uh, I wanted to get through my point and so I, uh, if I said, we need a flattened organization, you know, I could hear the sup of earth assisted uh, flowing through, through the board members right there. So instead I wrote, I, I launched in with a, with a stark point. It's, it had a little humor to it. I said, pyramids are great. Pyramids are impressive, but they house only the dead. Then I got straight to my point that increasingly companies are finding that less titles and more of an atmosphere of equality is opening doors to the vital lifeblood of enriched communication. And then I gave examples. So that was my that was my second sentence after the uh, after the hook. I got right to it. But you, I already had you uh, reading saying the reader saying, "Oh, that's interesting. What's next?" And this, by sheer segue chance. Uh, shoves me fast and forward into our, uh, well, really the next point, and that is organization. Business people are exquisitely organized when it comes to doing, and most of them are just piteously poor at what they, with their writing. I, I don't understand it. They, we, we write all day long, and our sense of organization is, um, there's a really good technical word for that. Oh, yeah, bad. And it's because we want to get everything out in front. And so I, so organization, it's the true quality of nonfiction writing that you need. So with each, just think as you're putting something down, each sentence should tacitly ask another question of, I mean, it's a question of what's, what's going to go on here. I mean, um, for instance, uh, if you want to say, 
this kind of marketing is is, is not targeted toward our clients uh, at all. So you say, oh, well, that leads to uh, the next question. Well, why? Uh, well, and so then you give that sentence and you say, you explain that uh, he thinks everyone can use this product or so forth. And that, uh, so maybe your next sentence should be, um, his pitch is, uh, the, the pitch, let's say the example is, everyone can use this product. It keeps drinks from spilling. Well, you don't want to, and so you want to give the idea that not, you don't want to say everyone can use this product because you want to feel that you're targeting the group. So then you give a good example of how to your next sentence answers the question of what kind of marketing does our target uh, prospective client want? You give that answer right there with your next sentence. In other words, you build from sentence to sentence and then read it through and see if you're sounding logical. And I think if you if, if you just read read that through, it's so easy to tap out things quickly on the computer and get one thought after another. The idea is it's you don't want to arrange your thoughts as they come to you. I would call that a quill pen moment of writing. You don't arrange your thoughts as they come to you. You arrange them in the most logical form in which your reader can use them. And now, as I uh, see, we uh, we are partaking, for all of you who've just tuned in, and we are partaking of this feast of wisdom coming from the Art of the CEO radio show, streaming live from blogtalkradio.com. And I think now would be a very good time for us to take a brief sorbet from all that is the meal that has gone before and introduce the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of, among other divisions, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S, B-O-O-K-S.com, and explore a, a, a very nice wealth of, of practical wisdom from business masters. And this very day, Prometheus Publishing invites you to look at the book that launched uh, this entire bizarre radio show. Uh, it, Like the show, it, it was titled The Art of the CEO, and it's a volume which collects and distills really the most masterful practices of, of many business leaders from around the globe, and it presents them to you in ways that apply to your career as well as your company. And uh, this book has been praised by uh, radio show and CEO uh, himself, Daryl Gunter, uh, as, quote, one of the best business leadership books I have read in my career, dot, 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 full of wisdom. What are you waiting for? So, uh, enough said. Uh, you should take a look and get that one to make your career flourish. And if you've enjoyed today's quip, by the way, and say, gosh, I'd like a little more laughter and a bit of wisdom flung up every week, well, just go to BartsBooks.com. And you know that little blue mailbox? You'll see that right there on the homepage. Click on that and subscribe absolutely free, and by the eternal enigma of email, you will receive a little laughter and a dose of wisdom coming your way every week through the eternal enigma, as I say, of email. And speaking of enigmas uh, and the enigmatically precise words that transform desperate desires into motivating written actions, come along, lend your intrigued ear to these next vital tips that are going to well, make things a little more effective uh, for what you write. So the first thing that comes to my mind is that 
is the word credit. Uh, no, no, not not the card. Uh, credit is something that we spend too free, uh, not freely enough. You have to remember that, that, as my wife's husband says, credit is like love. Uh, the more you give, the more you receive. So, but the other thing is when you give people credit, do it in writing. And I suggest uh, a handwritten note or, or on paper because there is absolutely nothing that beats the power of having a physical keepsake of your praise uh, or or the credit that you're giving. Uh, even just, nice job on the Johnson Report, John. We'll do it. And um, it makes such a difference if it's there. But if you want to be a little, if you are going to write something down um, in any format, uh, what do you say? Well, think of what you're trying to do. Uh, my mother was a master <laughs> at the thank you note. I think many ladies from that generation were. And I noticed that she did something that was very clever. She always began her thank you notes with the words, you are, and not you did. And what she was doing was she was making a very positive assessment of this person. Wouldn't you rather be told that you are really an excellent and uh, precise mechanic than you fix John Scarwell? See the difference? And... So this is something that you should add. And think about that when you're in meetings, you're talking. Think about giving the person credit for what they are. And it just moves everything a lot more, uh, well, more in your court. And it gives you a little more um, strength and appreciation. And turning conversely, I think it's time uh, that we say, well, what are some of the don't do's? What are some of the bad phrases? And uh, I've got a list. <laughs> I've got a million of them. Uh, but I want to give, uh, I'll give you a couple. I'll give you a couple right now. Uh, here's one. I will not reveal the author, um, although he was a CEO. Uh, and he was, again, trying to convince uh, his team to, to get behind some idea. And he said, quote, this trend is hotter than the space shuttle tiles. Everyone is doing it, dot, 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 and so forth and so on. There is no greater turnoff in the world than everyone is doing it. No one likes because Why? Because no one likes to think of themselves as everyone. So if you want to say uh, this is a hot trend, uh, you might try better that this space is uh this trend is hotter than the space shuttle tiles, excuse me, and you are just the person to grab hold and take lead of this and make it work for us. Okay, there you go. You've gotten a character assessment and you've you've individualized it. And even if you're using, the, the great thing about that is in English, there is no uh, difference between singular and plural you, so you can say you are just the people or you are uh, the ones to do it. It's, uh, again, you're giving a good character assessment, and you're not just junking everybody in with a common horde of humanity. Uh, here was another one that um, by by someone different, and someone I know very well, who really is a nice guy, but he just, he didn't quite get it. He, said, he was trying to give praise to a fellow named Irv, and he, he wrote, 
Irv is the only guy who seems to get the point of what we're trying to do here, da, da, da. Okay. My response to this is death to comparison. You have raised Irv up by tearing everybody else down. The If you want to raise, you, you could have just said the whole thing. Irv, Irv seems seems to really get the point of what we're trying to do here. You don't have to be the only the only one tells uh, the rest of you, by the way, truly are chopped liver. And Irv will walk away with the same amount of uh, puff chest, and the others will get the idea that here's someone we want to listen to, rather than here's someone whose throat I'd like to cut. So <laughs> there's, there's more, but uh, let's not dwell on the negative. And uh, let's dwell on the people that you're dealing with. And as another tip that I'm thinking of, uh, as we put people, as you sit there in writing, remember I told you to think, think of the urgency first that you're doing, and that's very important. But the other thing you do want to consider is your reader. What makes it urgent for you may not make it urgent for the the reader or the recipient of your note. Uh, there's an old quip that, that uh, from my wife's husband that says, the CEO's latest rallying cry of let's fill the company coffers just doesn't seem to be catching on. <laughs> and you can see why. Because if you're, if, uh, if if it's your company, let's fill the company coffers does a great job for you, but I don't think anyone else is going to be thrilled with it. So, uh, why not relate to the needs and want and the wit of of your reader things that that they will get and understand if um if the ceo um well actually let me give you an example this that one ceo i i do know did use it just comes to mind right now and um i promised that i wouldn't mention uh her name but she said uh the CE, uh, he, she wanted to instill precision and caution, uh, and this was a, a CEO in India, and she said, you are the ones who are making the tools that will cure cancer. Now, all of a sudden, everybody wants to think of themselves as a major player. They want to think of themselves as doing something mighty, and they also, in those few words, she has given a sense, uh, a hint of elitism. She didn't say, you are the only ones, but you get it there. Between those lines, she's saying, you're that special and elite and only link. You're our last hope. You're the, you're the ones on the front line, my friend. Okay. And now, the next time you're going to write a note, think about directing that kind of feeling toward the individual you have in mind. That's all. And finally, we, as there is, oh, there's s- several more things. The problem uh, is that uh, I can blither on forever. And uh, actually, that's not my problem. It's my listeners' problems. But um, anyway, let me move on to one uh, other item, and this is the idea of format. And right now, I would like to go on um, to to directly to email or texts or electronically sent missives. And when I write... Uh, I'm going to say how I do it, and and you you think. I when I write a letter to my COO, I would say, I always start out by saying, "Dear Carol, comma, 
thanks for posting a blog. Thank, thanks, thank, got your note. Uh, yes, see you for lunch at three. And if she's doing, if if she did something, um, uh, thanks for reading the Johnson report. You are, I I add a nice line. You are always so prompt, or whatever. Thanks, Bart. So it's dear Carol. Um, thanks for posting that blog. You are always so prompt. Thanks, Bart. As now, all of that can be done on the fly. Most of the missives I get are yes, uh, thanks for posting the blog, or see the blog was posted. Are that that do always sign your whole name for goodness sakes. I know a lot of people whose names begin with R, and I bet you do too. So again, that's this little bit of. Uh, formatting that way with a dear so-and-so and, and a sincerely good wishes, whatever your cheers, uh, Henrietta, uh, your signature, uh, at the bottom. It's good for two reasons. Number one is it, it gives a whole different feeling. It pauses the reader's mind and distills them on that note. F- visually, it frames around this. And the other thing is when your uh, texts aren't so bad, but when you're writing email, there's these great chains that get... Uh, in, that, that get of, of huge amounts of verbiage that get all in the way of your little note. So if you frame it like that, you will find that the, you force the reader's eyes and their mind to, to take brief note of what you're doing. And um, oh, and by the way, just one more little tidbit: uh, if you get an email from me, the address on uh, the I put the address thing down. There's most of us do. It's uh, common sense and common courtesy. Uh, it says, if you get an email from me, the address always has, right under the logo and right before my name, it has a new quip that I change daily. Now, if you are, uh, not everyone likes to write or can think of quips, um, but if you are an executive of some sort, uh, gather a list of interesting facts about your industry Uh if you're an educator, you can say last year uh, 104,000 MBAs uh, were were conferred on graduates this last year or something. Put that in. I guarantee you, you will make people seeking out your missives. They will not miss it. They will they will read what you say. That little added something, and you you think it ta- you, you say well it takes time. Remember your goal. Your goal is to move people to action. You, you, you want to get your stuff read. So take the time to make your stuff read rather than just be one more bit of visual wallpaper. And um, with that, I, I, there are many, many more ways to go. There are books on, on writing. But just a, it's think your mindset. You do have the vocabulary. Train it. You do have the words and the urgency and the feeling. Express it, and for heaven's sakes, do have fun. Uh, don't don't use jargon that, that uh, unless it's, it serves a purpose. Have some fun with what you're writing. Be personal. Everyone loves it. So, and as we round out today's feast, uh, I just want I'd like everyone to know that I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's quotation business business quotation who was it who said (laughs) this is great the best things in life are not only free but the line is shorter (laughs) and as a hint uh i'm gonna make this one a little easier robert 
the, the author, Robert, was a, a freelance writer who's made his living mostly by sharing pithy quotes long before Twitter was ever tweeted, I assure you. So, if you know the name of that author, first and last name, uh, just remember, just jot that first and last name down uh, as you believe him or her to be. Send it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. And you, too, will win an absolutely astounding, life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, what is life without panache? You know, that extra flourish and color and personal emblem you add to your work and life, it shows the world that you have a great lack of fear. So gentlemen and ladies, wave your boas and colorful verbiage and, and proudly let the whole world know that this is indeed you. <laughs> and to you, gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed the art of the CEO as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember, you may download this and all our shows at blogtalkradio.com slash theart of the CEO. And and next week do turn in to blogtalkradio.com uh, slash the art of the CEO because Mr. Brian Todd, president of the Food Institute, which is America's largest source of all knowledge of everything going on from the farm to the fork, he is going to enlighten you about Everything you put in your mouth, you do want to come and be astounded. So tune in. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.